0: Free agency is right around the corner, and the Chargers find themselves in maybe the most important spot of the last decade. A new coaching regime, a new training facility, and a new commitment from ownership to get a ring to the Chargers franchise. If this coaching regime doesn't work out, we'll be talking about a nearly 30-year-old Justin Herbert waiting for his next coach. So while the Chargers have themselves in a bit of a cap situation, the importance of spending small in the right places is vital. So today, we focus on our first priority of player acquisition in the off-season. I am your host, Jason, and this is Blueprints, a Chargers Unleashed podcast. So today, we are going to drop the podcast formula a little bit and spend just a bit of time ironing this out. On your screen today, you will see some graphics, see some tape throughout the course of the video. The Chargers have three needs to come out of the free agency cycle with a win. First, guys who can compete in key roles. Second, depth pieces across the entire roster. No position is set in stone here. And third is to be cap compliant. These three needs together put the Chargers in a very difficult position. They don't have the cap space to make the changes they need to under a new coaching regime as of now meaning that moving money is just as important right now as signing players. Players that are needed at just about every single position on the roster, including backup quarterback. Even with Justin Herbert on the roster, the depth at quarterback is still in question. That's just the position the Chargers are in right now. Everything is on the table. They can roll the dice and be happy with pretty much anything they get. If the Chargers position groups were game of go fish, you'd win no matter the position called. The only goal right now is to take some cards out of the hand. Call it anything and you are making progress. That being said, there are priorities, there are limitations, and there are new rules in play with a new coaching staff in town. So let's separate some priorities here with this video focusing around this first priority, which is maximize Justin Herbert. Last season, I was at a point where I didn't care if the defense gave up another 400-yard game. The real tragedy of the coaching staff last year was how they failed to get Justin Herbert in the offense going at a consistent level. They had the quarterback, they had the all-pro caliber run from Keenan Allen, and yet so many other pieces around them failed or vanished. The protection scheme had issues, Trey Pipkins took a state back, Corey Lindsley wasn't available, and Mike Williams left early with a season-ending injury. On top of these, Josh Palmer missed some time, Jalen Guyton didn't have the speed he used to have, Gerald Everett was underutilized and the running game was non existent to say the least. This in turn placed rookie wide receiver Quentin Johnston into a spotlight, which brought on its own set of problems. Now, I'm not going to hit on what went wrong here. You've had an offseason full of what went wrong for each of these position groups, players, schemes, so on and so forth, from Chargers Unleashed, from me. Just note that there was a lot that caused this last coaching staff and roster to fail Justin Herbert. For me, That's an unacceptable loss. You can't fail to put pieces around your quarterback on offense. If the Chargers go into 2024 with a defense that fails just as much as 2023, but succeeds in giving Justin Herbert an offense he can easily operate in and succeed with, I would consider that priority one achieved. It's not only necessary, it's fundamental in the growth of this team under Jim Harbaugh. They need to know that they can get things going with Greg Roman and Justin Herbert moving forward. Meaning free agency this offseason needs to put the depth and role players in place to compete. This is why you've seen me pounding the table for guys like Antonio Gibson and Kendrick Bourne. Guys that won't demand a ton of money, but that can help the team compete. While also providing dynamic depth in the case that young running backs or wide receivers don't take the leap. With that, who are some players that can enter the building for a reasonable price and help with the priority of maximizing Justin Herbert? Well, we mentioned a couple already in New England Patriots receiver Kendrick Bourne and Washington Commanders runner Antonio Gibson. But with that, we are going to kick things off with Kendrick Bourne, the wide receiver out of New England, and Bourne brings what fans expected Quentin Johnston to bring in year one, the dynamic receiving ability as a yak threat underneath, that's yards after the catch, with the subtle nuance to get open in the intermediate portions of the field, With Kendrick Bourne, you're getting a player that has succeeded in carving out a role no matter what the season has thrown his way. In eight games with the struggling Patriots offense, Kendrick Bourne was able to accumulate 406 receiving yards on 37 receptions, totaling four touchdowns. I get it. That's no Keenan Allen stat sheet, but if you paid any attention to the Patriots, that's about as good as it gets over there on offense right now. Look, I'm I'm not about to preach to everyone what Bourne went through in that offense or his journey from the 49ers to the Patriots. It's plain enough to see that he will force himself into a role that allows him to contribute on the offense. You're getting a bargain wide receiver who was willing to block, willing to grind out the tough yardage on short pass concepts, and willing to contest for the ball on plays he has no business having a shot at. Bourne was 30 for 57 in contested catch situations prior to this two-year stretch. And that isn't even what he is known for. You're getting a nuanced route runner, a good blocker and a player to offer you a dynamic target underneath all things that the chargers need heading into the season. Now I get the thought process here of, they have a young wide receiver and Quentin Johnston who is already supposed to do a lot of those things. Um, there's there's a good piece of advice here that I've gotten um, from a couple of my good friends who work in the league is that if you, quote-unquote, address a need or position and it wasn't accomplished, it was never truly addressed. And so the Chargers still have a really big need because those underneath concepts are becoming such a big part of the NFL and getting a player who can maximize that for Justin Herbert. And so... Let Keenan Allen run the intermediates. Let him run the short concepts and get somebody else to catch the bubble screens, the smoke screens, and so on and so forth while you wait for Quentin Johnston to develop into what you drafted him to be. Secondly, we're going to talk about another prior mentioned player, Antonio Gibson, the running back for Washington. Let's paint a picture here. What are two key traits you need to stick around in the league once you start to slow down at the running back position? First, I would list pass blocking. Whether these are blitz pickups, a chip, or just your assignment, if you can offer your quarterback a level of comfort in this category, you will find a role for yourself. The second trait I would list is if you're not contributing behind the line of scrimmage as a pass protector, you need to be beyond the line of scrimmage contributing as a pass catcher. Now let's get our second category together. And in this category, we'll place what the Chargers need at the running back position, given the guys that are on the way out, or even the guys that are still there. And I would argue it's exactly the same, pass catching and pass protection. There's a really easy and clear answer to fixing this problem before it even arises. And the solution is Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson has now shown drastic improvement over the last two years as a pass protector. And everyone is already aware of what he brings to the table as a receiver. With a 75.1 PFF pass blocking grade in 2022 and a 71.9 pass blocking grade in 2023, you're confident that Gibson has developed into a solid protection option in the backfield. As a receiver, you're not concerned. Gibson played a substantial amount of wide receiver with the Memphis Tigers. In fact, it was his primary position in college. He didn't make the official move to running back until the 2020 NFL Draft. In terms of numbers since entering the league, Gibson has posted 174 receptions for 1,287 yards and 7 touchdowns through the air. As a runner, Gibson has been nothing to write home about, but he hasn't been subpar either. On top of the prior skills mentioned, Gibson has 2,672 yards on 656 attempts in his career, good for about 4.1 yards per carry, posting 16 missed tackles forced and a 3.51 average yards after contact in 2023. I think Gibson has been efficient enough through his career to be coveted as a proper third down option on an offense. Track lists his contract at about one year, 3.6 million. I would not blink at all. If a team offered him a multi-year deal. Next up, we have Adam Troutman, the tight end from Denver. Look, this one won't be flashy and i know the guys out there that are pounding the table for a playmaking weapon at the tight end position like brock bowers will probably just dis- be disappointed with the prospect of bringing in an inline tight end this year but it's desperately needed the good news for those guys is that Troutman likely stays with sean payton the bad news is that the chargers need that type of player uh Troutman brings solid pass blocking with a 62.1 pff pass blocking rate in 2023 which followed a 71.9 pass blocking grade in 2022. He brings solid run blocking with an elite run blocking grade in his rookie season, but more recently a return to earth 60.1 in 2023. And he showcases the necessary athleticism that you ask of pass catching tight ends. We're not asking for him to be a number one tight end in this scenario, nor should he be asked to be that, but the Chargers need his skill set. And they need at least one guy in the room that can be relied on, not named Donald Parham, to be the inline tight end and make the necessary blocks. As a receiving option, I do think there is some untapped potential with Troutman. In four years, he only has 83 receptions for 849 yards, which is absolutely nothing to scoff at. So there is limited opportunity through his career. But I think you have a sure-handed guy here with some solid yak with a career yak of 5.4. Again, that's yards after the catch. Uh, to add to the play-action game, the Chargers are going to want to build with Greg Roman. At number four comes Aaron Brewer, the center out of Tennessee. Now, this one is a little risky. We labeled this category as a maximizing Justin Herbert, and I'm going to mention Aaron Brewer here, who is by no means known for his pass-blocking ability so far through his career. With Brewer, you are absolutely spending with the run game in mind. You're spending with Greg Roman in mind. You're spending with play action in mind. And lastly, you're spending with whoever the 2024 starting runner is for the chargers in mind. Don't get me wrong. The line around Brewer last year was definitely not ideal, but he absolutely contributed to the struggles on that front in terms of pass protection. So it's probably going to be a gamble that a new scheme, new personnel around him, and a new quarterback behind him will improve that pass blocking. In fact, it probably sits as marginally improved when we look back at the 2024 season come this time next year. With all that being said, you are absolutely getting a great run blocker at the line of scrimmage by signing Brewer. A solid run game, and I don't want to draw any hypotheticals here, but it probably helps to maximize Justin Herbert and helps Roman install his ground game. This suggestion is really less about me and what I want for the Chargers and more what fits what Greg Roman can bring to the table. I have another center suggestion in a moment here, but for now, let's take a look at what Brewer has brought to the table recently. A 78.7 PFF run blocking rate in 2023, which was his best as a starter. In fact, 2023 was the first year that Brewer played center full time so there is reason to believe that you will have untapped potential here after his first year starting at the position was his best as a pro. Just for comparison's sake, Will Clapp finished 2023 with a 56.7 PFF grade, scoring a 57 run block grade and a 55 pass block grade. Brewer finished 2023 with a 71.6 PFF grade, scoring the previously mentioned 78 run blocking grade and a 52.5 pass block grade. So you can see the risk and you can see the upside. If that's too risky, we can move on to our next name who is also at center. At number five, we have Tyler Biedes, the center out of Dallas. If you don't like the thought of risking it at the center position and going with an option that is probably considered extremely safe with a lower ceiling, Biedes is probably the option for you. While likely a little more expensive than the th- $7 million average I see here, Biedaz definitely offers a higher floor than, say, an Aaron Brewer or a Coleman Shelton, who played center for the Rams in 2023 and offers a similar profile that Brewer offers. Biedaz is a much more consistent pass protector year-to-year than either Shelton or Brewer, but some argue that his true floor hasn't been seen due to the surrounding offensive line talent in Dallas. With the 68.3 run block grit and a 64.6 pass block grade in 2023, you're definitely getting a much more rounded player than the other options at center, uh, unless you're willing to pay for a much better center, but paying a lot more money. Um, With a 69.2 overall PFF grade, he grades out just under Brewer, but you're really paying attention to the pass protection here as the difference between the two. The key focus being, Beataz almost seems to specialize in identifying stunts delays, and getting hats on hats in the trenches. For anyone who paid attention to the bulk of the reason why the Chargers' offensive line unit was disappointment as a whole, this was the main culprit. And look no fu- further than the Chargers' game against Denver for proof of that. The Chargers were inept against any and every trick the opposing defense threw their way since Lindsley's season exit, and Be it as is probably the best you'll get at replacing what Lindsley brought to the table for a reasonable price tag. So if the run game and Aaron Brewer's potential there and as a first year starter is a little too risky for you, uh, Tyler Biedas while a little more pricey is an, a lot safer option here on paper. Um, there is just that concern from some, not, not so much from myself that you haven't seen his true floor yet because of the talent around him in Dallas. Um, which could absolutely hold some weight, and I could be completely wrong there, uh, but it is something to look out for. So a little bit of a limited look here at some cheaper options around free agency, right? And this is by no means the top guys or the flashy guys. This is just an affordable baseline in the middle that you can look at in terms of players who can bring something to the table for a year or two, While they wait for a little cap space to free up or some comp picks to hit or um, a couple more trades to accumulate some picks Um, just buys them some time and gets them some role players some pieces that here and there um, that the team can utilize and. All these guys bring physicality to the team. Antonio Gibson, Kendrick Bourne, Adam Troutman, Aaron Brewer, Tyler Biedez, all bring physicality to the team that is desperately needed. Um, This was just offense today. This was the first priority, which is maximizing Justin Herbert. We will get to more priorities soon, and I'm excited to do so because there's some defensive guys I really like over on that side of the ball as well. Um, Guys that I think would pair really well with Jesse Minter and Derwin James and, and go in there and compete. Uh, One might even be a former Charger. Um, So that's it for today. Uh, I hope everybody liked this format, liked the graphics, liked the film being thrown in, and enjoyed what I brought to the table today. And if you did, make sure you like and support the Chargers Unleashed podcast over with Dan and Jake. And let me know in the comments that you'd like to see more stuff such as this, or if you you prefer the more Q&A format or the mailback format, or uh the simple talk and talk on topics format just let me know so that i can adjust and put out content the way that you guys like it you guys are in the driver's seat here all i'm gonna do is innovate and try to bring some new ways for you guys to to listen to this content or look at this content and you know always feel free to provide me with the feedback that maybe this isn't for you or maybe you really liked this or hey try this uh i'm always reading the comments um even if I don't interact, I, I promise you I saw it. So uh, just let me know, and I will adjust accordingly. I appreciate you guys listening. Once again, I am Jason, and you can support me um, by supporting Dan and Jake over there on Chargers Unleashed, or just simply come and follow me on X at Centauri13. Um, using using X a little bit less these days. Um, getting Trying to distance myself away from social media a little bit. It's getting a little... It's getting a little hectic out there um i feel like uh i feel like having an opinion these days is 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 very is very risky in terms of even something as simple as football man um but with that being said if you got the more guys interact with me over on x the more i'll interact with you guys and the more we can talk about football um and that's the best part about social media right is is interacting with people that love the same things that you do um, so again, hope you guys enjoyed the video. Um, I will try to put out similar content to this as soon as possible, unless you guys say otherwise and prefer the more talk on topics format, uh, just provide me with that feedback and, and I'll do my best. Uh, appreciate everybody. Everybody have a great rest of your week or a great beginning of the week. Whenever this is, uh, whenever this is finally finished, edited and uploaded, um, and appreciate all of you for tuning in. Have a good one.